Audible Originals presents DJ Drama's Gangsta Grills Podcast. The following contains language and content some may find offensive. I remember when I chose to do Gangsta Grills with people like Pharrell and Little Brother, you know, I had gotten some hesitation. Like, that doesn't fit what Gangsta Grills is. That's, that's not what the brand represents. And for me, it was like, Gangsta Grills represents whatever I allow it to. Explain to me okay. the mixtape genre, how it kind of came about, the, mm-hmm. the time when it really started, yeah. and then we'll get into what Gangsta Girl is. Yeah. The mixtape started out in hip-hop basically early on from a perspective of the DJ being live at the party and putting his recorded party onto a cassette tape and selling them to all the hustlers and the, the get money niggas in the neighborhoods and, and what have you and and you know they would want to hear themselves being shouted out and so forth and then it, it kind of changed into projects um people like dj ron g and kick capri and sns started to make like blend tapes and take r&b acapellas and put them over hip-hop beats and then the exclusive became a big thing yeah. in the mixtape world. Uh, shot to DJ Clue. And it was about, you know, new music and who could get the the hottest, the newest records from Notorious B.I.G. and yeah. the new Nas or Snoop or whoever was hot in the 90s, whoever could get the, their newest records at the time. And then the mixtape started to change in the early 2000s, really thanks to... 50 Cent and and Dipset. There's the pre-50 Cent mixtape era and there's the post-50 Cent mixtape era. And mixtapes have went from people just like freestyling on tapes and hosting them to literally 50 Cent turn mixtapes into street albums. When you would listen to 50's mixtape, he would take someone's beat, freestyle over it. He would make his own version of the song and and make that song hotter. And then it literally destroyed what Please Listen to My Demo would mean in hip-hop. And at a time when you would have to go into a record label and, and give them your demo, you would have to have a mixtape and it would and need to be hot in the streets. And that's around the time when, when Gangsta Grills became a, a thing, a wave, a platform. Yeah. Gangsta Grills started out as a compilation of the hottest songs in the South. And from that, I took on a formula of it being uh, street albums. The first person that I I did one like that with was T.I., where it was the only place you were going to get this music was on the Gangsta Girls with brand new T.I. music, who was the hottest thing in Atlanta. And then I went in and did the same thing with Young Jeezy and with Lil Wayne. And the next thing you know, Gangsta Girls is the, the hottest thing in hip hop, the hottest thing in mixtape culture, you know, and DJ drama from the South becomes the mixtape king when a lot of mixtapes and the people who ran the business normally came from the East Coast. And around 2007, the record industry was going through a, a very fickle time. The bottom line wasn't equating anymore. And, you know, digital downloads and the Napsters of the worlds were really affecting the music business. And here I was, this independent brand where I was literally bringing in enormous amounts of money and creating a platform for artists who were doing better off their mixtapes 
then they may have been on their albums. And because of that, I got targeted by the um, state of Georgia and the RIAA. And they raided me January 16th, 2007, under the RICO law, which is the law that they use for organized criminals and crime bosses. And they locked me up for bootlegging and racketeering. He said, DJ Drama, you're under arrest. They asked where the, the guns and the drugs were and they didn't find anything but mixtapes. And, you know, just to put it in perspective, them coming at me like that would be like them raiding Target or Best Buy or Tower Records at the time and going into Tower Records or Target when M16s and guns drawn and laying down the manager of Target for selling CDs because that's <laughs> literally what I was doing. You're a purist, you know what I'm saying? And Definitely. I feel like for me as a writer, I kind of feel like I lean into like all the people like Cameron Crowe, right. Woody Allen, right. Wes Anderson, like Spike right. Lee, people that I feel like really love the art of mm-hmm. film and TV. Like you love music. Absolutely. Like I've, you know, I've been around you enough to just, you know, I see you in your element, like mm-hmm. you light up. And yeah. I think why this podcast is so important True. because, you know, Gangster Girls is a part of what intellectual property is for today right. and going to be moving forward. Now, it's interesting that you talk about TV and film and the way I approached Gangster Girls, in a sense, was always like being a director. And Gangster Girls was my platform. It started as a very Southern street trap orientated brand, you know, so it was almost like John Singleton, Gangster Grills started as my boys in the hood. You know, and when I did my first early tapes, yeah. they were with artists that were were known for that. Jeezy was the hottest thing in the streets and he spoke street raps, you know, tipped the same thing, Wayne as well. And what I wanted to do with the brand was, I remember when I chose to do Gangsta Grills with people like Pharrell and Little Brother, you know, I had gotten some hesitation, like that doesn't fit what Gangsta Grills is. That's, that's not what the brand represents. And for me, it was like Gangsta Grills represents whatever I allow it to, whatever direction I take it in. You know, I looked at myself as a director, like even though I may have made my my boys in the hood, okay, now I'm going to make my poetic justice or my higher learning, you know what I'm saying? So as the brand got larger and more popular and then other artists of different demos came to me or I started to work with, it enabled me to broaden my horizon to what I wanted Gangsta Grills to be. And I think that, as you said, that's why this podcast is so important because those mixtapes, Gangsta Grills was such the soundtrack to scoring life to those moments in hip hop to a time and a space and now we get the opportunity for myself and the stars of my films to sit down and and tell the tales of of what it took to you know literally make and be a part of the most important mixtape series in hip hop history in my mind and dedication probably are my favorites you know what i'm saying like two of my favorite artists but looking at pharrell for instance you don't get to see that side of p a lot yeah you know what i'm saying like he he's evolved beyond that right, you know right, right, but, right. but he was also the dude who you know started a lot of it that's what's so interesting about his gangster grills too is like you know or even when people listen to the podcast with pharrell is like there's a part of him that he was in that mode and yeah. he comes from native tongues and tribe called Quest and De La Soul. And here he is, you know, out of control on his gangster grills and going crazy. Like there's no 
tell it or creator, call me if you get lost, if there's no Pharrell in my mind, you know? So when me and Tyler began the sessions for call me if you get lost, like th those were a lot of our conversations, you know, he had just won the Grammy for Igor for best rap album, which in his opinion, wasn't a rap album. And he came to me like, yo, I want to, I want to rap. Like, I want to show these motherfuckers like, yo, I do this. Like I knew what we were doing, that we were doing it for ourselves. I also realized how big and monumental it was about to be. Shout out to my man Lake, you know, during one of the sessions, he said in there like, y'all gonna win a Grammy for this. <laughs> and, you know, lo and behold, less than a year later, we, you know, we won the Grammy for best rap album. And like, for me, it was, you know, what a moment to think about a mixtape series that I started in the fourth ward in Atlanta 20 years ago to get the most coveted award in music. Who have you not done a mixtape with? <sighs> so interesting. Do one with? During the time in Paris, Jay-Z, did a, a one-off performance for Andy Warhol and Basquiat and Louis Vuitton. And we got a moment to chop it up after the show. And Pharrell came over during our conversation and said, I, I don't want to interrupt, but if there's any gangster girls I want to see, it's the Jay-Z gangster girls. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean. Yo, that's a, that's a movie. It's hope, you know what I'm saying? I'm, He's at an elite level. That would be insane. DJ drama, Jay-Z, Gangsta Girls has definitely got a, a ring to it. It's not just ad-libs, right? There's an uh -huh. art. That, you know, the best EDM DJs in the world just know when to drop it. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? Like, how do you figure out what it is and when the right moment is? Yeah. I'm like a chef. That's the best way for me to describe it, you know? Like, people bring me their food and I bring it to my kitchen. You know, I have all the right spices. My oven is the most immaculate ever created. And, you know, I turn it to 425 degrees and it's like, it's the reason why I've been so successful at it. And it's been so sought after for two decades plus in our space. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the shit when it comes to mixtapes. What can I say? You just know how much pepper, how much salt. It's like Chef Boyard Drum. <laughs> <laughs> Gangster Girls Podcast Drama. This has been an Audible Original, produced by Colabo Inc. Society, hosted by DJ Drama, featuring Kenya Barris. Executive produced by Kenya Barris, DJ Drama, Wheezy WTF, Layton Lakeshow Marson, Audible Executive Producer, Joshua Poole, produced by Roy Farrell, Kristen Alcala, Consulting Producer, Jamie Nelson. Production was engineered by Alex Anderson and WTF Media Studios. Sound design and mixing, Michael Bellavo. Edited by... Alex Anderson of WTF Media Studios. Edited by Jamie Nelson. Written by Dustin Smith, F.A. Ilgai, and Damilare Sunoiki. Original music by Don Cannon. Researched by Dustin Smith. Talent booking by Marquetta Moore. Production lawyer, Eric Spiegelman. Production accountant, Kristen Johnson. Production assistants, Devin Kruger, Victoria Larte, Tiana Johnson. Head of Audible Studios, Zola Mashariki. Executive Vice President, Head of U.S. Content, Rachel Giazza. Copyright 2023 by Calabo Productions, Inc. Sound recording copyright 2023 by Audible Originals, LLC.